This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out today, but it's time to pop the hood. That's right. Uh, mechanic Allison Walker is here to help us out with any questions you have about your automobile, uh, except how to get rid of your monthly payment. And we, we, can, we can help you with that. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. What problems are you having with your vehicle? Uh, I know it just it's getting hot outside, so and a lot of people are doing a lot of traveling right now. So uh, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing today? Great. Yep. It's your birthday. Birthday boy. It is. It is my birthday. On, yeah. the, on the radio. It is. You can say now. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but thank you, Allison. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good, man. All right. So, uh, what are you working on, Dell? Well, uh, right now, uh, every time we have uh, a spurts of rain, uh-huh. people decide now it's time to get those roof leaks leaks um, fixed. fixed. Right. So yeah. We've been. Um, I changed out a couple roof systems and doing a lot of repairs. Well, look, you can't blame people for that. It's the same thing as the windshield wipers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> you, if 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 it's not raining, you don't need windshield wipers, and no. you know you don't think of windshield wipers, and and then every time it rains, you think, man, I need windshield wipers. Yeah, I wound up buying some the other day. Did you? <laughs> yeah, that got caught in the storm. Right. It's the same thing as a roof. Well, if it's not yeah. raining, then the roof's not leaking. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Allison, what have you been doing? Oh, well, just work here and there, whatever I get, you know, right. keep it keep it going. So, I did get ASC certified recently. ASC wow. certified. So there we are. Yeah. Um, so your questions are well handled when you call. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Uh, this, uh, this weekend, my wife and I took this old piece of furniture mm-hmm. that was giant. It was huge. We literally cut this piece of furniture in half. Oh wow! And put it back together, redid it, and it's gorgeous. Wow! Yeah, it just—it's it, fantastic. That's what awesome. made you cut it in half? It was too big. Too big. Our house is wow. too small, <laughs> or the furniture was too big, so we modified it, and it's gorgeous. Awesome. Re redid it, uh, uh, restained the top of this thing, and mm-hmm. repainted the bottom. It's real pretty. Anyway, but uh, very cool. My wife and I did it together. It was really fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, playing with the nail gun and all that other stuff. Okay, becoming okay. a furniture maker now. That's right. Oh wow, they're coming at you fast. Here we go for Miss Allison. Let's go ahead and start off. Paula is on the line in Canton, and uh, you've got an AC and a '99 Sentra, 1999 Nissan Sentra, right? Uh, Buick Century. Oh, Buick Century. Oh, that's a whole different car. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? Um, we thought that it had a Freon leak, but it won't take any Freon, mm. and it cools, and then all of a sudden it's not cooling if you adjust, like, from max to norm or change the fan speed and then go back, it starts cooling again. Okay. It sounds like you've got a clog in there somewhere, which could be on your high or low side. Would I recommend to people... Pretty much any time they have an AC problem is to go to an AC car specialist. Another specialty area like transmission, suspension. Mm-hmm. 
is to go to an AC mechanic specialist that that you trust. Is there anything she can do in the interim? No, they're they're pro- they're gonna have to find that clog, and it's probably in the orifice tube, or or in the condenser, or in the evaporator. Somewhere in there, there's a clog right. that's not letting it circulate. Well, Paula, that's that's only probably. fair. The car is almost twenty years old, so it, yeah, but it's great. I know it's great, but it's allowed a clog here and there. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I w- right. I would say yeah, go along with Allison and, and go see somebody. It's time that Get car's put in. It's time on the AC. Yep, should be should be fine. Yeah, make sure you explain to them what it's doing. Right. Yep, just like you did. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for the call, Paula. Um, number to call is 877-MPB-RING, or you can send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got this email, guys. you got to listen. This is crazy. Java, I don't know if you read this thing or not, but you got to listen up. Dear sirs, and uh, I am a huge fan of your show. Listen to it when working and learn a few things, but it's entertaining and keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Actually... I'm a handyman in Hong Kong. What? Born in Switzerland. But after a burnout last year, decided to do what I have a passion for. So carpentry, plumbing, and painting is now how I earn my money. Uh, waterproof outside a 24-floor apartment has its own challenge. But with the harness and safety rope, it, uh, he, can, he can do what he says wow. up on that roof. Uh, my life hack is following. He's sending in a life hack. If you do carpentry... Keep the sawdust, he says. Keep sawdust from sawing and drilling. Mm-hmm. Collect it in a little bag or a bottle. If something goes wrong or joints have a little gap, something like that, use white glue or clear glue and mix the sawdust in. It makes a paste, and you can fix the hole or the gap that way. And uh, that way it's it's difficult to spot as the dust has the same color as the wood, um, and you need a really good eye to see that cheat. So mm-hmm. that that's from him. That's a really good tip. Very cool tip. Yeah. Uh, and we appreciate that from Roy in Hong Kong. Yeah, so awesome. there you go. From Mississippi to Hong Kong. These wow. things happen. Number calls 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Heard you've been doing some painting too, Allison. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of painting going on. So between painting and mechanic work, I'm about even. And that's usually, that's how it's been since I started doing those two things. For the crazy bit. thing, for those of you Love who it. don't know that haven't been listening to us forever, but Allison uh, has been coming around here to MPB for years. And mm-hmm. the original reason we called her in was because of her mechanic prowess. Uh, and she is an ASE certified mechanic, but she's also a master painter. Mm-hmm. Um, and... <laughs> I'm good. I've got yeah, yeah, she's got some skills. So number to call is 877-MPB-RING. So let me tell you what happened with my car this week. My car had been running just terrible ever since the summer, you know. And and every once in a while, after I had run it just kind of too long and it would get too heated up, um, the idle would get so low they'd just turn off when i get to oh, a red no. light. Wow, okay. Sounds like a tune-up. Well, and I thought about that. And I thought, you know, what happens when my lawnmower is doing the same thing? What's the first thing that I do? And it made sense. I check the air filter because it can't breathe. The lawnmower, that happens all the time because you're kicking up dust and grass and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. It clogs up really quick. Well, I went and checked my car <laughs> air filter. Oh, dear. And, oh, uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> it, oh, it wow. was not it even. Was that bad. It was that bad. Well, I realized that um, it was someone at one point bought a lifetime filter. Oh, okay? okay. It was a lifetime filter. It had never been cleaned. 
Was it the K&N Lifetime Filter? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. K&N Lifetime Filter had never been cleaned. Mm. Uh, uh, Okay, you just look like your face just fell off when I said K&N Filter. Why do you say that? Well, there's a couple things. Like K&N usually is kind of for performance, so it actually Uh lets in crud. A oh, little bit okay. because it's letting in more air. Oh. So you don't particularly want it unless you're racing, honestly. Really? And you're okay with the fact that, you, you you know, a lot of times you have to eventually rebuild an engine because of all that nastiness that gets in there. And you're going to do that anyway with a racing engine. Where were you the other day so, when I was buying filters yeah. or not? And then to clean it like that is is it's. It's just about the same cost or less to just go ahead and, and get the kind of filter that you replace. And I do recommend getting high quality. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you get schooled. Let's go to the phone real quick. Jerry is on the line, and uh, he's on the road. He's got a transmission issue. What's up, Jerry? Happy birthday to you, by the way. Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, I have a 01 Tahoe with almost 300,000 miles on it. Recently, I got in there. I was driving, and it got us like 20, 25, 30, and it stopped hesitating or well just pause like it's been neutral and you didn't want to go anymore i put it down in low it'll drive a little bit farther but i'm wondering is it a transmission strainer or something i'm not sure sometimes something that acts like a transmission problem is actually engine problem sometimes jerry Uh um so that's something i would have to look into is it jerking or pulling in any way jerry the 25, 30, then it just like it goes into neutral. don't want to pull. I don't want to go in the mode. And I go down to low one, low two. It'll go a little above, but not as fast. It could be going out on you, Jerry. Yeah, that's what it, I thought. It could be. It sounds like it's slipping. Yeah, like it's slipping. Mm, you're clutch slipping. Is, clutch mm-hmm. packs have, are mm-hmm. acting up. Yeah, so, that's what I feel. Okay. Yep, it may All be right, a Jerry. rebuild. Sorry, Jerry. Thank you. All Sorry right. about that. Um, let's go to Linda real quick before we go to break. Is that cool? Uh, we'll do. Uh, Linda is in Memphis, and you got to recharge your AC. Yes, and you know I know. And, and first of all, thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. And I'm so glad to hear Allison. You know, mm-hmm. it just um, it makes you know makes makes me know that uh, we can we can do all things. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. My please. air conditioning uh, in my two twelve and my two my twenty twelve Jetta uh-huh. for the last year or so it's, it's been um not cooling. It blows, but it's not not cooling. So. I've, I've gone and looked at some tutorials on YouTube. I would like to see if I could try to recharge it myself. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Linda, because I, I wanted to go back to Paula's question about working on an AC system. One thing that people leave out is putting the oil in when they do it, when you do recharge the system. So if you don't feel comfortable with putting the oil in, that's kind of why I recommend on, okay. on AC jobs to go to a shop. Because if you just put in the Freon, eventually it's going to mess your compressor up, which is a very expensive component to mess up. It's just like the engine oil on your car because there's little pistons in that compressor just like a car. So that's the thing about recharging it. If you can figure it out, it's it's a, it's a simple procedure to some degree. You got to be careful about your pressure. You don't want to mm-hmm. blow the system or Well, so when I go know, to uh Linda, when we go to the box store and see the pallet load of uh air conditioner refills, you know, that you buy. You can buy that stuff in the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Is that worth buying, Allison? Like I said, if you know how to put the oil in with it, and you have to know your amounts, uh-huh. the right amount to put in, Sounds which like you can chemistry. go to any auto. It's a little, it's it's a little involved, right? So AC <clears throat> systems are 
not as simple. They're a whole nother system, and mm-hmm. it's very scientific and really neat you, how it works. You think but they it's do that to uh, make you blow your system up so you have to buy that uh, high-priced item? I don't know. It's because people are going to find a way to do it regardless. They're gonna, they are gonna want to shoot it and go ahead and put that Freon in there and, right. and shoot it in there, and like a quick fix. It's a quick fix, but usually if you need to do that, you need to just go ahead and have it serviced properly. All right, Linda. Mm. There you go. Don't worry about that. All right, you know what? We need to take a break real quick. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Um, you know, it's the summer months. Let us help you. we got uh, mechanic Allison Walker here in the studio, along with me and Dell, ready to help with anything else you're working on. Call us with your questions, comments, uh, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. And today we are in the garage, or shade tree for some, with mechanic Allison Walker. Also, if you have any other projects going on, we can help you with those. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Before we go to the phones... Uh, I want to say we got this email in, and this is just fantastic. We were talking last week at the end of the show about metal buildings. Someone wanted to purchase a metal building and make a home of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And what we, uh, someone sent us an email, sent Java and I an email this week, and it says, advise the caller to Google barn dominium. I I know that sounds crazy. The word barn dominium. So, uh, Java? You have that up on the website? Yeah, I looked up Barn Dominium, and basically it is, it's like you said, the big uh, metal building, and they come looking like a barn. You can buy the kits. Right. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's easy to put together because these are basically barns. Houses. Metal yeah. barns. But, right. yeah, they look they look nice, though. Okay. Awesome. Barn Dominium. Barn Dominium. Check it out on Google. And something I know, yeah. vocabulary. Allison already wants one. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Wayne in Kipper County, and he has got, oh, this is going to be a blast. Uh, so are you with us, Wayne? Yes, I am. Now, what's going on with this Chevy van? Actually, the electrical system has gone totally crazy. <laughs> uh, the uh, door locks will uh, click on and off without me touching them. <laughs> uh, occasionally, when I switch the high beams on and off, the radio goes on and off. Uh, it's just all kind of electrical problems. I've been told to look at fuses, but I can't see how a blown fuse will cause things to operate when the fuse is blown. Sounds to me like you need to take that car to New Orleans and have it depossessed. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I didn't hear it. that. You're breaking up. Right. <laughs> All right, Allison? <laughs> well, what, um, what, honestly, what it sounds like to me, Wayne, is that you're, the computer for the car is acting up. Um the door lock problem specifically is related to it, it. That works through your your ECM or PCM on your car. So that it's may be a problem. Electronic but control module is the well, computer. It, yeah. com- computer. You're right that the <clears throat> fuses, that's probably not the fuse. Um, that's uh, you. You might want to just look at your visually go in and look at your wiring and see if you have a, a chipmunk has got a hold of it. Um, that happens a lot. These days, rats go after rats, um, chipmunks, squirrels mm-hmm. will chew up critters. your wiring, yeah. and uh, it yes, may I'm be sure a. Yeah, I'm sure it's not the wiring now. Okay. 
that then it's probably the computer. How much does it cost to replace that control module? It varies greatly from car to car, but on yours, I'm going to guess that maybe you you can get a control module. You can actually get one from a junk yard, but you still have to take it and have it programmed to your car. So you're looking at the least 200 up to a grand or more. It just depends on where you source that PCM from. Yeah, hmm. that's what I was afraid of. It looks like my van is about to turn into an outside building. <laughs> no, you can do it. That's not. That's not a big. That's a stucco it where easy. it sits, man. Can you order <laughs> boards on. like that online? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you sure can. I like RockAuto.com. I don't know if they have computers on there though, but okay. that's that's one of my favorite places to okay. buy from. Good to know. All okay. right, uh, thanks, Wan. I uh, hope we helped you out. Let's move on. Uh, wow, we're going to go to Mobile, and there's a uh, another AC issue. Well, it is June, you know, oh, Mississippi. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my name is Hamayun, uh, and uh, you know I've got a 2007 uh, Camry, mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago the AC uh, you know started to not blow off you know cold air for about like 10 minutes after it's turned on, and you know I was you know near uh, you know my uh, you know workplace, and then it would start you know cooling. Uh, so I took it uh, to a mechanic, and uh, you know at the Toyota place, you know who works you know. You know, privately from me, and he said there's a deep leak in it, and you know he put Freon. I said it's gonna, uh, you know, work this summer, and you can come back the next year. Well, it did work a little bit, uh, but this year again, um, you know, my wife was very, you know, bothered about it. So I took uh, the car to uh, a friend of mine who, you know, you know, owns a junkyard, and his mechanic said that other than the little valve leak, uh, the radiator fan wasn't working. So the only fan that is working was the AC fan, and surprisingly, the car wasn't getting hot. So they changed the both the fans, and you know it comes as a single assembly, and the blow immediately, uh, you know, went 100 percent, and uh, they changed that valve and you know put some more Freon in it. Anyway, uh, the cooling is great. Uh, my wife is still not happy with it, and it still takes about five minutes. Uh, to start, you know, blowing off the cold air. Uh, it's like really hot air. And uh, the friend of mine is telling me that he's going to get me a used compressor from another junkyard. It's probably a weak compressor. Is that a good, you know, route to take? That's possible. Um, I, I like the idea of when a, a problem like this occurs on AC to have a professional diagnose it. Mm-hmm. They put the pressure tester on there, and from what those readings are, can tell you what side of the AC system is acting up, whether it be the high or the low. Uh-huh. And this can give you an idea of whether <clears throat> actually is the compressor, or like in your case, this could be like Paula's problem where she may have a clog in the condenser, in the evaporator, mm-hmm. in the orifice tube, in the dryer. Right. So there's different components that play there, and you can actually pinpoint that from the pressure readings that you get. Right. When you put the gauges on. You know, um, I had one time a car of mine that that the air went out while I was driving it mm-hmm. and found out that the clutch mm-hmm. had gone bad that, that engaged the compressor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that, does that mm-hmm. make any sense, huh, man? Yeah. Sometimes you can replace the it, clutch. It, to me, it sounds like someone wants a new car. Oh, there you go. You know, wifey. Phil, let's fix it. She's we're just now we're talking for, about an 07 Camry here. It's, right, yeah. It's yeah, still so. a good car. Uh, yeah, but wifey and it may wants be a to upgrade. simple problem. Right. All right, well, um, <laughs> I hope that helps. Let's keep moving along. Nick is on the road in an 01 Ford Mustang, I assume. What's going on, Nick? 
Hey, uh, my car is a uh, Ford Mustang. It's got a 4.6 V8 in it, mm-hmm. and it kind of sputters in between, like, 1,500, 2,000 RPM. It's got a manual transmission. And um, if I go real slow, it won't sputter. But mm-hmm. if I try to go at, a, like, a normal speed, it'll start sputtering until after 2,000 RPM, and then it'll smooth out. And then uh, I can uh, take off real fast and keep it above the 2,000, and uh, it won't sputter. And uh, if I take it on a, like a high speed up above 55, 60 miles an hour, it won't sputter. And then when I get back down to a, a lower speed, it won't sputter. But a few minutes later, it'll start to sputter. Do you have a check engine light on? My what? Do you have a check engine light on? No. Okay. It honestly it could be multiple things. That's where I'd have to get in and, and figure it out. What are some have of you the had a tune up done lately? Have you done spark plugs and cleaned the intake? And No, I do that myself, but I haven't done that for a little while. I might would, would want to pull a spark plug and have a look. Uh, I, w- I wonder if it might would show up on a misfire diagnostics, which sometimes doesn't set off a check engine, but you can look and and do a misfire detection and see if sometimes uh-huh. maybe one of the cylinders is acting up. But um, that that could be multiple things. It could be like your catalytic converter's trying to stop up. It could mm. be an I- internal engine problem. Mm-hmm. It could be simple as you, you need don't a think tune it would up. Be a fuel pump or anything. Yes. Yes. Yes, it could be. And the thing I was thinking, uh, Nick, is that you're talking about an 01 yeah. Ford Mustang. And, and these are these are wonderful cars, and the reason why we can still keep them is that they were well-made. But I can say it's a 17-year-old car, mm-hmm. so things do get clogged up whether it was a great car or not. One thing to think about as far as fuel pumps goes, and this is for everyone, on that car I'm pretty sure you can change the fuel filter. If you don't change a fuel filter in the car, the fuel filter itself won't stop the car, but it makes the fuel pump work harder, mm-hmm. and it'll make the fuel pump go out. That's oh. what makes. That's one of the things that makes fuel pumps go out is never doing that. You hear service. that, Nick? I would say he could check those wires, too. It could have some mm-hmm. uh, cracks and abrasions in those. I know... Um, Cause a misfire. I, I looked mm-hmm. under my hood at night, and it just looked like a Christmas tree under there. You think it's a oh, misfire, yeah. or you think it's <laughs> choking, wow. or all right? Uh, it's probably choking. Yeah, that's that's okay. That makes sense. Not getting air. I'll or... try the uh, uh, body fuel filter, yeah. filter first, and then uh, I'll try that. Fuel well, if you change the fuel filter, it might anyway. not change it. Um, change the problem. So I said, like, the fuel filter itself won't stop a car, but it'll make your fuel pump act up. So you can change the fuel filter, but your pump's already messed up a little bit. So if it is a fuel pump problem, you're still probably going to have to change the fuel pump. Right. If it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick, I hope that helps. Yeah, it does. I'd start with the tune-up. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, Jim is on the line in Houston, Mississippi. Jim, your Chevy's making a crunching sound? Yes, sir. I know that Is it sound. eating something? No. Right. Uh, you know a, that sound. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on, Jim? Uh, it's a 2012 Chevrolet Impala. Mm-hmm. And when you when you get in the car and you back out the carport, turn around, and then when you take off, it's like something grabs the wheel and makes a real crunching sound. You can feel it in the steering wheel. and it, It's like a... I wonder if your rack and pinion's acting what, up. Do you have a power what, steering leak? Yes, ma'am. Um... Uh, and I've well, been to the dealer with this two or three times before it 
I'm not completely numbskull, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the little, the little, the little signal for the electronic uh, traction control, the little, little yellow car that was huh. Wiggly Road, flashes when that happens. Are your do you uh, have you blown out your CV joints? Is that I don't. Yeah, uh, you know when you turn, mm-hmm. when you really turn your. Uh, yes. If if all right, you said you backed out, right? Yes. Well, when I first started, it doesn't seem to happen after I get going and later on. But right, right. When, when you back out, you basically pull that wheel all the way around until it stops, right? Yes. Sir. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's when that CV joint is gonna is gonna show itself when you turn the wheel back around to go forward. Mm-hmm. That's when you're getting your crunch. And start, yes. When, yep, when you, yep. You, you might want to look at those CV joints. Okay, CV joints. Uh-huh. And and you know what? Um, those of us who live uh, here in the Metro Jackson area will tell you that, you know, we just, you know, we've just given up on CV joints. Yeah. Um, so. Um, <laughs> because of the Yazoo clay under the road. Uh, yes. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. that's something you can do yourself. It is something you can do yourself, and it, uh, but they can charge you uh, plenty to do it in a mechanic shop. Oh. Well, let me ask you this: I, I, If I if I turn off the the electronic traction control before I start, you can turn it off. It doesn't happen. The hmm. crunch is not happening. Then. No, ma'am. And uh, hmm. well, uh, ECM is going to add something I... to all four wheels. So I would I, I would still check your CV joints okay. first. Uh, but I'm letting the AC. ASE certified what lady in the do world that could possibly I wonder if an ABS sensor is acting up a little bit and causing your brakes to come on or something but that doesn't you'd feel it pull or right. something it, it do I mean it feels like it feels like it feels like yes it, it does actually feel like it's pulling when, when, when you start off it, it grabs and it kind of yeah. I've taken it to two different dealers and, and they say that there's no there's no when you put it on the computer no, what's, there's no code activated. That's right. I'd love to get a hold of that. Code. Right, I know. That's the stuff I like right. to mess yeah. with. Hey, uh, Jim, uh, do, really do check that sure. out. And have so I can tell you a way to check your CV joint is to put a screwdriver up next to it and just move it. And if it moves at all, you know you need it. And right. it, that's as in move it by the car within mm-hmm. the transmission where it right. goes in. Google there. that, Jim. Google the CV joint and, and try to move it. And if you can, then you need to replace it. All right. There we go. Let's uh, take a break real quick. Um, we'll continue our discussion in just a minute. We've got Allison Walker in here, the lady mechanic. Listen, I did we're not going to do that again. Oh, yeah. Just I'm, still, I'm still the lady, still auto, the lady mechanic, auto mechanic, and I have okay. stuck with that. Okay. That's, All right. Um, well, there we go. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, here in the studio along with me and Dale, ready to help with anything else you're working on. Call us with your questions, comments at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. Here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. And today we are in the garage, or shade tree for some, with mechanic Allison Walker. Uh, you're not shade tree anymore, though, because you got ASE certified, right? I, you know, I guess so you I could love, do shade I love tree. working under a shade tree. I really do. It's my okay. favorite. I like cool. working on cars outside. Shops are very confining. All right. Call us with your questions, comments, uh, or whatever. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Alabama. Jimmy is there, and he's got a question about replacing an engine. Are you with us, Jimmy? Yeah. How y'all doing this morning? Thank very good. What can yeah, we do you for? I'm calling about, I have a 1987 Monte Carlo, SS Monte Carlo, mm. and I want to, like I this. have a 305 engine in it, and I want to change the engine out and put a 454 big block in it. <laughs> Would I have enough awesome. room to put that engine in there? You got a shoehorn? Yes. Do Sir? it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just move some stuff around if you need to. Make a oh, new okay. firewall if, you, if it really gets that bad. Wow. Cut, cut some firewall. Yeah, I don't know if you would need to move the firewall. I would I would say just go for it and see if it fits. That's what they do on the car shows when you watch Velocity, which I'm addicted to. Right. They try to put it in. It don't work. Then they pull it back out and they fix it. Put another, oh, cut right. a hole in the firewall or whatever they need to do or in the wheel wells. And right. That All right. Then. That was my question. That's I a big car, so I would think you could, though. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Come He's, let me drive it. Thanks. He please. said a, a <laughs> 87 Monte Carlo. 87 Monte Carlo. That's going to be nice. I remember that was one of my favorite cars oh my when you I first started being upset. You could drop a Caterpillar engine in that thing. It wouldn't That's matter. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks, Jimmy. We appreciate it. Let's keep on moving to uh, Debbie and Daphne <laughs> has got an 03 Camry and is looking to replace a belt. You with us, Debbie? Yes, I'm here. All right. So what's uh, going on? Well, there's nothing wrong except we think we're going to replace the serpentine belt. My husband is going to do it himself. Has some small cracks, but everything's running fine. Um, is that a is that we watched YouTube? Is that something he should attempt? Absolutely, that's one of the easiest repairs on any car. It's so super easy. On yours, it, it, I think it may be the tensioner kind where you just loose you put a wrench on the tensioner, take that yeah. pressure off, and replace the belt. Put it all back okay. on. Super easy. But do I need Do I need to stand up there and, with a phone to call nine one one if something happens there? No. Always, Debbie. Don't I let her you tell you do any it, different. Debbie. I yeah. think you should do it. Debbie. Don't let her show tell you any different it. from the guy who walks around with band aids on all the time. You go out there and watch it. <laughs> one good tip, um, <laughs> Jason always said: take a picture before, so if you need to line it up oh, yeah. exactly. You know, I like to draw confused. a little diagram. If it does, it, it, a lot of times, Debbie, it has the diagram of where the belts go on mm-hmm. the car. If you don't, okay. just draw, draw your little diagram. Yeah, Debbie, I'm telling you, and and any sort of home fixes or even yeah. mechanic world, Take the picture. The the <clears throat> the cell phone with a camera has become the greatest tool in the world to figure out. Oh, oh, I forgot how to put it back together. Yeah, those One loops can question. trick uh-huh. you. It, yeah. Is that the same as the timing belt? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. That car uh-huh. that's, that's another job. <laughs> yeah, and that one maybe one you want to. That one has wanna... a timing belt or a timing chain. I would assume right. it has a timing chain. Yeah, haven't, we haven't looked into that yet. Right. Okay. What's involved? Okay. All, All right, right Debbie. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yes, ma'am. Let's keep on moving. Ashley is driving through Memphis, and she's got AC issues in a Volvo. Mm. Hey. Hi, Ashley. How are y'all doing? Very good. Step Thank out you. of your Volvo and go to another vehicle and grab an air conditioning. 
Uh, well, it blows cold for a little bit, and then it doesn't blow at all. Like, it blows warm, and then it blows hot as the day goes on. It does sound like you've perhaps gotten a leak. But like I've said for everyone, it's good to find you a good AC guy. Yeah, no, Volvo no. guy, right? No, an AC. Not so, a Volvo like, guy. say when you have a transmission problem, you go to a transmission shop. Or if mm-hmm. you have an electrical problem on a car, go to an electrical auto shop. They are separate entities, and most of them are small, independently owned, and do really yeah. great personal customer service versus taking it to a big chain, if that well, makes I was, sense. A, I live in Birmingham, and there's a small, independent Volvo shop there. Oh, oh They cool. should be perfect yeah, for so. that. They they um, they probably do AC work. Most all shops do AC work, but there is specialized AC shops. Right. Do you think it's the compressor, or is it because it won't hold? It'll hold a charge for like three days. No, that oh, sounds no. like a leak. Yeah. Like a leak. It does sound okay. like a leak. You know how much that costs. Oh, girl, it truly, it varies. Uh, oh, I, girl, it truly varies. I'm sorry. Like, say if you're if it's leaking in the, the evaporator, which is in the dash, that would be one of the most expensive leaks because then you literally have to take the dash out to change the evaporator out. Okay. It's up, down. Okay, don't let me scare you with that. Yeah, but if it's, if it's up top and it's just an O-ring where you literally disconnect right. it, replace the O-ring, and then vacuum the system and charge it back up. Pro- appropriately, okay. which I don't recommend people just doing that unless they're real familiar with it. No, God, no. I'm going to put gas in it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Right. Appreciate All right. it. All right, let's keep on moving. Uh, Mikey's on the line in Mobile. Boy, Mobile's blowing it up this morning. Is that uh, mobile phone or is that Mobile? No, that's, no, that's Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. because yeah, you're telling me we're, right, we're, right. Famous, we're famous. Comment uh, about a, a crunching car. Oh, Mikey has a point about the crunching car that someone See, called about. See, everybody know about that. Mikey, you with us? Yes, sir. I just uh, have been dealing with that some myself and, and what seemed to work out for me after talking to um, guys, guy friends who um, – uh, I do have one mechanic gal friend, but I haven't been able to be in touch with her lately. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I talked to the guy. My go-to guy is one that's owned three of the trucks that I own. Uh-huh. By the way, happy birthday. You are about the same age as my truck, I'm sure. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, um, what worked for me, what he said was to first try, he thought that it was a gasoline evaporation problem. Uh, the truck is is um, well. It's it's age. It's uh, it's it's vintage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Uh, well, <laughs> that's like I said. You might be a little younger than the truck is. Right. Um, uh, but uh, he, he suggested, and I don't. It's, but it's still low mileage, and I don't drive it. Or hadn't been driving it a whole lot. But what he suggested that has helped me a whole lot is a, a, a fuel. Uh, one of the gas cleanser things. I don't know if you want me to say names or not. Yeah, sure. Seafoam. Uh, okay. The uh, the first ones were uh, that were suggested to me were um, oh let's see uh, something called PEA and uh, okay. PEA with uh, something with PEA in it. Um, and uh, but the one that he seafoam is what he said he's had mm. the best results with. And I'm telling you, I bought it was even on sale. Hey, how's that, girls? Mm. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, I put you put in half and uh, fill the tank, and then put in. Well, actually, I put in about two thirds, and then I put in a, the last of it and put in about another ten bucks worth, which is what two gallons of gas. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, it's 
I, I can't believe the difference. I cannot believe the difference that it's made. Now, this truck is an 86 and a half, okay? Wow. Uh, are you telling me that I am younger than that? Okay, don't worry about it. So so what are you, what are you thinking, Allison? Yeah, that, I mean, that's just a wonderful thing to do to your car, but you think about your injectors get clogged up, and that's yeah. what you're cleaning out is your fuel system. Right. The seafoam really should do a, a good job on that. I don't know what else. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. That's regular maintenance. I actually do that to every car that I do maintenance on. I do. I put in the Sevo. Oh, cool. Or Lucas. All right. Let's go to uh, Bill and East Rankin. And uh, did you have some uh, electrical issues? Oh, man. Got a 2007 Chevrolet HHR. They put the battery and stuff back in the back underneath around where the spare tire is. Right. Totally dead. Jump box and stuff doesn't do any good up under the hood. I can't get nothing to happen up there. So there's some piece missing, I guess. And uh, I'm looking for some advice on how to get that rear hatch open it's without the electrical working. And uh, any other ideas about getting the thing going again? I tell you what I had to do in my Dodge van when the door handle messed up on the back. is I had to crawl back there, and there's a little peephole, and I had to get down in there and use a screwdriver and pop that thing open. Um, usually on the, the back hatches of cars like that, they have a little peephole that oh, you can take out. a piece of the yeah piece of the interior off and put a screw in there and manually open it. That's, that's you manually manipulating the lock, yes, or it's a linkage to the lock. You think? Yeah, and and I think that you're, in, and I know it's shut down electrically. You know, you're not, oh, you don't boy. have power to it, but this should open it up where you can get to that battery. Yeah, that, but you got to right. come in from the inside. You got to come in from the inside. Right. It's not fun at all. Okay. Well, that's gonna be a trick, but I can I can do that. And if I want to hook a tractor to it and move it a few hundred feet to a shadier spot. Uh, it's locked up in park, and I see in the electrical diagram where there's a brake solenoid, and then there's a button solenoid on the, uh, the transmission lever. Both of those block when the thing's dead, and to get to it, it's like you got to disassemble the whole uh, transmission hump. Well, it's not transmission hump, but the whole console. Uh, but I, as I've seen a record driver go under the hood and get about midway of the engine, Reach down and looks like he's manipulating something uh, to get the uh, <laughs> the transmission out of park and into driver. That's just a shift neutral. linkage. You can just reach under there and move it on a car and put it in park neutral drive. Be great. You just, just put it re- in neutral you, and you, can you move disconnect it. it from the shift lever. You can just pop it right off the top of the shift linkage and then you can just move the shift linkage with your hand. That's what he's doing. It's probably right on that driver's side. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. So you just count the clicks or count the movements of mm-hmm. the engines and go from park to reverse to neutral and to drive and then go put it back in neutral and you're, you're as good as if you had it in neutral on the console. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds good. All right. I appreciate it, Hill. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. We appreciate it. Wow. Let's keep moving, folks. Let's go to Justin and Clinton. What's going on, Justin? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. 
I got an 01 Chevy Suburban, and uh, the air conditioner, uh, when I turn it on, it's like a, I get a clicking sound. It's kind of like you put a, like a, a playing card in the spoke of like a, a yep. bicycle tire, you know, it's like click, 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 click. And uh, I thought it was the, the Titchener pulley on the, on the AC belt. So I changed my AC belt and the Titchener pulley. Uh, but whenever I turn on the air conditioner, I still get that clicking sound. And there's a difference between when I have the AC engaged versus just the fan. Although it does still do it when it's just the fan sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not all the time. It's really intermittent. Honestly, it sounds like yeah. something's stuck in the hey, blower can I, fan. Can I play sure. with this one, Allison? Yes. Okay. Hey, uh, Justin, <laughs> or I yeah. had to chase this down once before in my car, in my truck. And there is a thing that's called the squirrel cage, and it usually is right under the passenger side um, uh, dashboard, okay? Up under there? Are you with me? Yep. Okay, right up under there. There's a panel. You'll take that panel off, and then you'll see uh, a wheel-type thing. They call it a squirrel cage because it's kind of what it looks like, like a little wheel that that a rat or something would run on. Okay, that's actually the blower. That's the fan for that motor. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but more often than not, a leaf will get in there and just click around forever Mm -hmm. until you take it out. Or an acorn dropped in there. I've seen a lot of stuff like that. The stuff that when you own your car, when your car gets leaves and stuff on top of the the dash up there on the outside of your car you right. need to keep those clean because that's where it ends up getting into and it actually causes fires and problems right so oh, you want to keep that top of your car clean come right. on Dale. You so gotta, you gotta justin do go go to uh that's go to google and 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 uh google the squirrel cage on your car whatever that is and they'll tell you how to get to it but i did it and i swear to you i was able to pull it out of there and all I did was dump it upside down, and all these leaves and stuff came out. <laughs> wow. So, you must yeah. park under a tree. Yes. That's, that'll do it. So I, I put it back on there, and everything was great. Mm-hmm. So, And by the way, those, uh, those whether it be an acorn or a leaf or, or pine straw, whatever it is, they're slowing down your blower motor. It'll actually work better if you take all that junk out of there. It'll sure. actually move faster. Cabin filter. I, that's something that should be definitely mentioned. A lot of people say, well, should I replace my cabin filter? Mm-hmm. It actually helps your AC work more efficiently and keeps debris and stuff like that out of the blower right. motor area, too, right. as it filters from if you've got in one. the car. If you've got one, most cars these days have them. Right. And that you should definitely replace it about every 15,000, about the same as the engine air filter. She's talking about the air filter that, that, that gives you the air inside your car. Yep, so. and cleans it. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep on moving. Um, do we need to take a break, Java? Have we already done that? Okay, yeah, we need to take a break real quick. Um, there we go. We're going to take a quick break. Thomas, don't go anywhere. We're coming back to you in Philadelphia, and then we're going back over to Mobile. Uh, but, yes, let's help you get your mechanic on. Allison Walker is here in studio along with me. And Delmore, of course, can answer any other kind of contracting question. He's over here drawing. Th- thanks for taking. Yeah, he's drawing. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week, but we got a much better replacement. At least, at least better looking. Allison Walker is here, and <laughs> she's the lady auto mechanic, and she is here to take care of your vehicle. Well, how hard did it have to be? It's Jeff, really. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Thomas in Philadelphia. He's going to be doing an engine change. You with us, Thomas? Morning. Morning. All right, so my question is probably going to be real simple. I drive a 2008 Honda Civic, and I've had it since I was in high school. It's my first car, only car I've ever had. And a few years ago, I was on my way to Wisconsin, and I had engine trouble. Never had engine trouble. It was, like, so hot, the meter was at the bus through the H. Like, I mean, it was way up there. And had to be towed, and I had a, a cracked engine block. And I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't, I like, mm-hmm. smelled it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they had to put a new engine in my car. But then we got right closer. They didn't really put a whole new engine in there. They did a, a short or long block or something replacement. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you tell me what that is? Short block. They just replaced the bottom end, and they put the heads back onto that block. Right. Um, Thomas, it just got dropped, but I will say that is what happened. They have uh, the bottom portion of the engine is a uh, – it, it, it's a giant uh, steel or aluminum shell that holds all the pistons and all the inner workings of your engine. Uh, think of it as the barrel of a gun because there are explosions going on in there and everything else. The fact that you overheated a Civic tells me that you are out of all of the water and oil in the world because you got to work to break a Civic. Yeah, you do. You very rarely hear something like that. Right. So uh, I'm sorry, Thomas. But, uh, yeah, the engine change, that is, that's what happened. They, were, they replaced the bottom end. But if it's still not running right... What would you suggest, Allison or Dale? You need to figure out why I overheated. The thing I would say, if you're taking long road trips, always have your car service beforehand. You know, he could have went that distance without fluid and just caused that. You know, right. he could have had a minor leak that, mm-hmm. that undetected caused that lost all the oil on the road and and. The oil level stick will let you know if you need oil or not. <laughs> right, and and you, you need it, but okay. you can run without oil, but not that far. No. All right, uh, let's go to Bob in Mobile. And uh, you've got a comment about that crunching noise also. Are you with us, Bob? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, uh, you know, if, if you mentioned this, I apologize, but I didn't hear you mention anything about his tires. You didn't mention about whether or not Ooh. he had oversized tires and whether or not they were rubbing the inside of the wheel well when he was turning Oh, yeah. Them. You know? Because um, obviously he took it in, and I, I don't know, you know, obviously his computer's not going to tell him his wheels are rubbing. Right. So I'm wondering if maybe that might be his issue. Uh-huh. Um, that would certainly cause a crunching noise. You know, that plastic likes to crunch when those knobby tires rub up against them. Right. And also I'd like to know about that sea foam. Every time I go in the auto zone, they're pushing the sea foam on me. Evidently it cures everything. So I want to know how much of that you put in the gas tank. Yeah, you read the instructions and you use, I think it's like a third of the bottle on a full tank of gas. Right. So you can use it more than once. I like to go get a big jug of it and just have a jug there and regularly, you know, do that. On regularly my car. do that. Okay, you just like said that. At now, least once a year. Give us a recipe. That's what we want from Allison. Right. All right, go for yeah, it. What's the recipe? Every 16 gallons, I think, is like a third of the, or like a, about a cup worth of the seafoam. I think it's something okay. like that. But just it's do it. Very what, small print. It's very hard to read. 
<laughs> yes. Um, but you know what? And ever since I've heard of this stuff, I've only heard how fabulous it is and how much it, it really helps engines work. And as a matter of fact, we have another guy that comes in here, Bob. And I don't know if you've heard. He's our small engine repair guy. Oh, yeah. The guy that works at uh, Fondren Small Engine Repair. And he swears by that stuff. Says that I'm going to buy some today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Called Seafoam. So. You're getting kickbacks like the doctor's. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Bob. We appreciate it, man. All right. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, I've got a page worth of questions here for uh, for Allison, and we were unable to get to one of them. Yeah, that always happens. And I don't mean one of them. I mean any of them yeah. because we had so many calls today. I appreciate you coming in. It's been fantastic as usual. It Thanks always is. Me. Yes, ma'am. There we go. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. <clears throat> Our screener today was Michelle McAdoo. <clears throat> I'm going to go with that. For Delmore and uh, the not present Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Sammons, I'd like to thank Allison Walker. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Support for Fix It 101 comes from Atmos Energy, with a reminder to call 811 before starting to dig to get underground utility-owned lines located and marked. It's free, it's safe, and it's the law.